Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. We have several clients and advertisers of this show who are currently uh, closed due to the coronavirus and COVID-19, but they want to send you their best wishes, and that includes Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor from the staff at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. All right, we're going to bring aboard our Oilers Now headliner for touchback safety from fall protection to forklift training. Trust the experts at touchbacksafety.com. Your safety is their goal. Our safety is our goal. We bring aboard from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Louis DeBrusque. Louis, how you doing? Doing pretty good today, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Do you miss me? <laughs> Not yet. Can you believe that? Actually, yes, I do miss you. Because if, if I was seeing you on a daily basis, things would be normal, and that would be okay with me. So I guess I do miss you a bit. Yeah, we're getting a real dose of reality, aren't we, in terms of what's truly important in society? Yeah, we really are. You know what? It's uh, everybody's in this together. You know, everybody's on the same page and. I think that that's the biggest thing that I've learned over the last week is that the messages when you're on social media, listening, reading, um, watching, and people are saying the same thing. Listen, we're all in this together. We're going to get through this together. We're going to have to make sure we're making good decisions together in order to make sure that this goes away as fast as possible. And uh, that's kind of where we're at. You know, that's where I feel I'm at right now. And I think my family feels the same way that we're, we're trying to do the best that we can do to make sure we're doing our part to make sure that this um, is minimized as much as possible. I mean, we're never going to completely take it away, but minimize it as much as possible, and that's kind of where we stand right now. And it all, uh, again, and I've already brought it up on the show, Louis, but think of our forefathers uh, in the First and Second World Wars. and the You know, I mean, some of the brutal stories, specifically I think you'd hear about, you know, being in the trenches and on the front in the First World War. And, and, I, and, and I, I mean that because, you know, I realized at some point there was conscription. I believe there was a conscription conscription crisis in 1917. But for the most part, the Canadian soldiers at that time volunteered to go to the front. And it was brutal. And so sitting around your house and deciding which movie you're going to watch with uh, your family or your wife or your kids. I, I don't know if both of your kids are in town. I'm going to guess at least one of them is. Uh, you know, in my case, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been farther of the year in the past week, Louis. I've I've uh, introduced my son to the Blues Brothers and to Ferris go. Bueller's Day Off and, and and the Princess Bride, right, to, to get him to, to, to laugh a bit. Great movies. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Uh, have, you, have you watched any over the course of the last week? You know what? It's probably... Uh... I've shuffled through the on-demand menu probably more more than anybody, or maybe not. I think a lot of people are probably doing the same thing. But, you know, I typically do settle on oldies but goodies. That's just the way that I am. I'll go back, and if there's a, a movie on TV that's 
you know, from the 80s or 70s or 90s, I'm usually the only one watching it in the household. <laughs> My wife and daughter are somewhere else watching the reality shows that they've taped and, and have them readily available. I'll kind of go back in time and watch some of the oldies but goodies. But you know what? Last night I did watch, I finally watched, um, Rambo Last Blood. You know, I've been kind of passing by that one for a while, but a little bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. I love the Rambo movies. Sylvester Stallone, I thought he was great in it. And you know what? Uh, that was the one that I picked last night, and I'll pick a different one tonight. Also, True Blood. You know what? I went back and started watching True Blood again. And, and Jordan is... Um, jumped in there with me on that one as well to watch that little bit. That's another one that I, a series that I really liked that I've just kind of gone back and revisited and I don't know, I'm jumping all over the place to be, be honest with you, Bob. But you know, back to your earlier point, um, you can't help but reflect and think about, you know, the past when something like this happens. You were, you were mentioning wars and, you know, Cindy and I the other day were talking about this and said there's people on this planet that this is a common occurrence for them in the parts of the world they live in. This is what they deal with every day, whether it be war, a virus, um, food, no water. I mean, these are, these are real-life issues that people deal with on a day-to-day -day basis that we're dealing with for the first time in our lives. And, you know, it, it makes you really think about that deep when, when you start to look at that over the course of this, this globe and what people have had to endure and go through. Um, we're in this together, and that's that's the reality of it. And and listen, this is a real slap into the into the face of a lot of us because we've never had to deal with anything like this before. Yeah, absolutely, totally agree. Uh, I've also been watching a little bit of the Aaron Hernandez. Uh, I think I watched about three of the episodes so far in that the uh, New England Patriots uh, star tight end that uh, ended up uh, yep. committing we well, watched at least that one, too. one murder. Yeah, that was that was uh, harsh stuff as well. Uh, and have you seen 1917 yet? You know what, I haven't. That's that's on my list though. That's one of the ones that I put down. But both my wife and daughter have seen that, so it'll be another one of those late movie nights for me where I just throw it on individually and watch it because I heard it's very good. I heard it was really well done. Uh, out, outstanding. All right, Louis, uh, your son Jake, Boston Bruins, uh, the team's first place in the NHL this year, and we have no idea as to what's going to happen at this stage. We don't know if we're going to be playing or if we're not going to be playing. I know uh, on Tuesday I asked John Shannon. He had it 75-25 that he thought we'd be playing again. And the sense I got from John is, you know, playing again by mid-May until kind of the end of June. I asked Mark Spector the same question, and Speck was 25-75. A uh, 25% chance we'll be playing, 75% that we won't be playing. Uh, of course, none of us have the answer at this stage, obviously. A lot of it has to do with flattening the curve for coronavirus, COVID-19, um, and getting things back to normal. What, you know, and, and you've, you you talked last week, you kind of, you had a little bit of an experience like this in the past, Lee, because you were at that 94-95 lock. That was a work stoppage. Though, and, and, you know, honestly, and let's make that really clear. Only only similar in the sense that the season stopped sharply. That's the only comparison that yeah. I can make to it. It has nothing to do with what's going on right now in the world. And I think we have to make that clear. I don't want people to think that. But just the fact that you walk up to the door and it's closed the next day and you kind of go, wait a second, we've never had to deal with this before. What are we going to do? And that's where we are now, yeah. but that's for a lot of people now. That's just not the NHL. That's just that's just reality now. But yes, similar in that sense. Yeah. And that was, you know, back then we really didn't know how to handle it either. And I think that, you know, it's kind of one of those situations where you sit there and you're, 
think the reality just hits you more and more each and every day. It seems like every single day it just kind of goes, wait a second, this is really sinking in deep, and now it's more of a reality, and you come to your senses and say, okay, now it's time to buckle down and do the most that we can possibly do to get through this. As far as whether or not the season is going to happen, I, I truly don't know. I like their percentages. Now, did, correct me if I'm wrong, did you say Shani said it was 75 on or 75 no? Percent. No, he said 75. He thought 75% chance that we'd start the season up at okay. some point. In I'm going to go right 50. in the middle. To be honest, I'm going to go 50 50. I'm leaning towards, um, I'm leaning towards no season, but, um, I'm optimistic. I will be optimistic and go 50 50. And it's going to totally depend on how well we deal with what's happening right now and stop the spread of this, this virus. No question about it. I think Canada has taken, you know, great strides and has been right on board right from the get-go to try and minimize this as much as possible. The United States, I think, has followed suit maybe a little bit later, but at the same time, much bigger country as far as people. Um, but it's going to take it's going to take everybody getting getting together to try and make sure that we're minimizing this as much as possible and have it go away. Is that going to happen in a month and a half? Is that going to happen in two months? I really don't know. This has been around for a while already. I'm not trying to sound negative in that regard, but that's that's a tall order to have this just go away in a month and a half. That's all I'm saying. And we'll yeah, see. No, I mean, it's... obviously, if that happens, that's amazing. That's amazing for the planet. And it's amazing for hockey. But I, I, I honestly don't know, and I'm just taking a stab, and I'm going to stay in the 50-50 because it's going to take a lot of things to go right for this to turn around and have a hockey season. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and I guess the frustration when you're listening to Oilers now, Bob Stoffer with you, along with Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers, is, Louie, this has been a pretty special season so far if you're an Oilers fan. I mean, number one ranked power play in the NHL, number two ranked penalty killing unit. The team's, you know, in second spot based on percentage points in uh, the Pacific Division. I'd say they're pretty firmly entrenched in a playoff spot. The team's missed the playoffs 12 of the last 13 years. You know, you'd like nothing better than to, to see some form of resolution where you could go to see what this group collectively could accomplish if we could somehow get back to play it. No question. I mean, it even hits even harder when, when you when you bring it up that way. And there's no question. This was an exciting year for Oilers fans and people around, around Edmonton and people that cheer for the Oilers to see them playing this type of hockey, especially this late and competing for a division title. I mean, that's, you know... Uh, it's amazing. It's been a great year in that regard. And the fact that they've been able to kind of weather some adversity with injuries, illnesses, you name it, they've been able to kind of continue to stay on that track. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I think, I mean, every team, there's teams right now that have had terrific runs that are right on the outside looking in that are just had stepped into the playoffs that, you know, for them, that's a remarkable season. The Columbus Blue Jackets have somehow turned their season around and are playing you know, really, really sound hockey right now and motivated hockey. Um, and they look at that and say, listen, we, we've had to play playoff hockey for the last month and a half just to claw back into this mix and make sure that we're right in the running there. But And there's other teams as well. I'm leaving a lot of the Winnipeg Jets are another team that have dealt with an atrocious amount of injuries this year that have just been able to weather the storms and continue to, to plug forward. So, I mean, every single team has a story, and I think that every single team that's, that's, that has those stories deserves to get that opportunity to go into the final dance and, and try and win a Stanley Cup. But the reality of it is right now, everybody's in the same boat. doesn't matter where you are in the standings, if you're first or last, um, you're all in this in the same thing together and have no idea what's going to happen. But 
Um, you know, I will say this. One of my favorite quotes or one of my favorite sayings is, you know, brick walls. Walls are put up to make you realize how badly you want something, how badly, you know, how important something is to you on the other side of that wall, whether you go over it, around it, through it, under it, it doesn't matter. You have to get past that wall to get to that point. This is another wall that's been put up, a big one, and we're all going to have to get past this one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lou, you also have a, a personal connection to today's player as well. Obviously, Jake's playing for Boston. They're in first place uh, in the uh, in the National Hockey League. Uh, obviously, a legitimate, you know, elite NHL team that you know came within a game of winning the Stanley Cup uh, last year. And some would say this is their window. Like they're in there. Like you look at the Oilers, you can make an argument. Hey, this has been a big step forward year. Worst case scenario, if you shut the season down, it would suck. The team was probably, you know, it was going to make the playoffs for just the second time in 14 years. But at the end of the day, but they're trending Davis, in the right way. You know, they're trending in the right way. They're trending in the I right direction. And their best players, yeah. they're all young. I know what you're saying. Boston's yeah. in a little bit different spot. 100% there. They're, yeah. they're elite. They're elite players, and their nucleus is not getting any younger. So, yes, there's a window there. Um, I don't know how big that window is. I would say probably including this year would be three years. That you're going to have the right. likes of Bergeron's and Krejci's and Charas. Tuka Rask is not getting any, you know, any younger every year. I mean, listen, he's he's playing amazing hockey right now. But and goaltenders seem to find that peak performance at a little later age when they really dial in their the men, mental aspect of the game and it just coordinates with the physical aspect of the game. I, I you see that so often. They have that stretch of four, five, six years where they're just really sound. But at the same time, I agree with you. I think that there is a window there, and I think that, for sure, I've talked to Jake about it. There's no question we've had those conversations that that team has played winning hockey for a long time, and it's going to eventually turn over, and you want to maximize and capitalize on your opportunity. But in saying that again, it's this has taken all those thoughts away right now because it's it's not it's not just one team that's in this. Like I said, it doesn't matter where you're in the standings right now, you're all in the same boat. Yeah, but there certainly no is a window. What I also, but getting back to the other point, I do agree with you about Edmonton. Um, I don't think I think back when they made the playoffs three years ago, you know, maybe a little bit too much too soon. It's a credit to them. They had a fantastic year, and a lot of things went right from the beginning of that playoffs. They won a round, but a little premature to think that we thought they were going to just start to play that way each and every year. Uh, and obviously, time has told us that. You know, we looked at it, it was exciting. It's been a long time since they've been in the playoffs. Boom, they have the success. And, okay, this is going to be the norm now. Well, it takes years to establish that norm. But for me, I do believe this year with Edmonton, I just see a different mentality in, in the top players of the team. I really do. And I'm talking not just Connor and Leon. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been around this league for a while now and just has turned into a real mature veteran player. Um, Darnell Nurse, Oscar Kluckbaum, Adam Larson, um, Mike Smith and Goal coming in this year. Michael Costin, the way he's playing, I know he's only a second year, but... Players have come in, and I just think there's a different mentality. They, they're just sick and tired of losing. They're sick and tired of not pushing to get to that point. And it shows in their play. It shows in the fact that they can weather storms. And what I mean by that is they'll lose a game or two, but they always seem to be able to right the ship with a huge effort when they need it. And it's been taxing. Uh, they paid the price for those games, but that's what it takes to be a playoff team every year. And I really do feel that as a group, that they, they feel that and they realize that and that's the way they're playing this year and that's been the most impressive thing for me this year and you're right it's it's sad to see that maybe go away 
but that's a huge step in the right direction for me in, in learning how to be a competitive team every year. Louie, great stuff. Uh, thanks for taking some time to join us. Let's stay in touch. Absolutely, Bob, for sure. You do well, right? Absolutely. There you go. That is Louie DeBrusque. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Any suggestions? It can be movies. It can be shows. Something that somebody should be watching. Somebody that would maybe have a lot more time than they used to on their hands. Help us out here. Shoot me off a text on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Armswar says, Bob, what if we bring all the teams to Canada to play? Instead of being reliant, well, I, I just I don't know if that's economically feasible moving forward. Uh, another texter says, Bob, just look at Florida during spring break. Those stupid little germ bags. There, uh, there will be no hockey uh, this season. Uh, again, you can uh, text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll continue down the path. We'll get to NHL today. There has been some minor signings out there in the National Hockey League. When we return on orders now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It's 1254 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. We'll get to some text on our Ashley Fine Floors text line momentarily. Off to NHL Today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs where your order is done on time every day. Elite Promotional Marketing, Drew Shamahorn and his staff. Back at the 630 Chet Studios. In Edmonton, here's Brandon Escott. An unnamed Senators player has tested positive for COVID-19. The patient experiencing mild symptoms and is isolating. But this is what people don't seem to understand and even seeing some text messages uh, come across the line. Uh, This is... The Senators stayed at the same hotel as the Brooklyn Nets, who have four confirmed cases. That's the sort of thing they're trying to avoid with this isolating and and keeping players away from the whole sports scene together, not just, you know, in the locker rooms and that sort of thing. That is, in fact, the only confirmed case across the NHL. Player remains unnamed, as mentioned. WHL did follow, and and the OHL actually, followed the Q's lead and cancelled the rest of the regular season. Commissioner Ron Robison saying they will, will make every effort to conduct the 2020 play at a later date, the USHL canceled their season and announced they will award um, or announce award winners in the coming weeks. Habs uh, first rounder Cole Caulfield will return to Wisconsin next season. He had 19 goals, 36 points, and 36 games in his freshman year. Badgers teammates Alex Turcott and Keandre Miller both opting to turn pro. Sherwood Parks Brandon Byro signed a two-year entry-level contract with Buffalo yesterday. The 22-year-old is fourth all-time in Penn State scoring, having put up 116 points across 138 games playing under Guy Gadowski there. Of course, that contract will not kick in until next season. Shout out to Denver University's Ian Mitchell from Callahoo, Alberta, the former former Spruce Grove Saint as well, uh, nominated for uh, the Hobie Baker Award as part of his team, did not ultimately fall amongst the final 10 uh, selections that were named yesterday. Really no NHL big-name draft uh, players were, Bob, as far as Hobie nominations go there. Uh, but Mitchell did get named a finalist for the conference's Offensive D-Man of the Year Award. Finally, the Bruins inking 6'5", 229-pound Nick Wolf out of Minnesota Duluth. He captained the Bulldogs in his fourth and final year. He had no goals and 10 assists. 
All right, uh, 1256 in Edmonton. Brandon Byro previously attended Edmonton Oilers Development Camp uh, up in Jasper back in 2016. Uh, was a teammate uh, during the lockout year of 12-13 in Sherwood Park of Carter Hart and Sam Steele, the Sherwood Park team. That was here at Tyler Benson and Stuart Skinner were with the Southside Athletic Club. I asked for your text uh, on, on shows to watch. Jason from Sangudo has taken us down a different path on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Jason says, Bob, I'm self-isolating. I have toilet paper, old Dutch chips, pierogies, and my girlfriend Dolly with me. Well, that's very nice. I can't read the rest of that text, but thank you for that, Jason from Sangudo. Uh, something about an air pump. Uh, anyhow, I digress. Uh, Tim from Stoney says Molly's game. Uh, Lee and Lack Labish says, what about Ghost in Darkness? Uh, and Bob, uh, you should be talking about hair metal bands from 1980 to 1990 era during the glory era of your Oilers. Okay, if you say so. Uh, Kevin says Contagion on Netflix. It was from 2017 and pretty much the same thing that's happening now. Awesome movie from Kevin. I, I, you know what? It's interesting. Some people are into those sort of shows when we're going through something like this. Others aren't. So anyway, uh, BMAC says, Bob, 90 Day Fiance is the only entertainment you need from BMAC. Well, fortunately, I, I didn't actually ever live it. A 90-day fiancé, because nobody would have put up with me that long. Bob, everybody needs to see The Wire. It's the best TV show of all time. Great to watch during these downtime. Uh, and another text on, on great hair metal bands uh, from the 80s and 90s. White Snake and Guns N' Roses. There you go. Uh, Kelly adds, Bob, Ford versus Ferrari was unreal. There, you have it. Uh, last night, they had the... Here, I'll tie this into Ford versus Ferrari. Last night, they had the Oilers... 1986 Oilers against the Pittsburgh Penguins, Kretzky against Lemieux, and Chrysler, and not Ford, was on the signage. And as we all know, Lee Iacocca uh, left Ford and went to Chrysler. How's that for useless, superfluous information? Off to uh, some more serious matters. Ongoing uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 coverage. Eileen Bell coming up with a global news weather traffic update. Uh, we will get you to Don Iveson's presser in the, late in the second hour of the show. Brian Burke coming up for Canadian Power Pack as well. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.